You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It's the Game Preview Edition against the Las Vegas hey. Big game coming up. Second divisional game of the season for the Chiefs. 4-0, looking to start the second quarter of the season with a win against a tough divisional opponent in a tough stretch uh, with the Buffalo Bills shortly after that, we think. Uh, and here to help me talk about this Raiders game are my dear pals. First, find him on Twitter, at Chief in Carolina. I consider him the Sandra Bullock of this group. Maddie Lane. Hello. I, I appreciate that. You're saying that I am going to win all polls regarding all three of us, just like that is happening right now on your timeline. So I appreciate that. But I don't know if we need to bring this up going into Raiders week. This needs to be all about football. It needs to be businesslike, just like we are on this podcast at all times. So Craig, I am throwing it to you. First impressions of this Raider game right now. What's going to happen? These two have spent an hour... <laughs> Arguing about this before the podcast. Arguing about what? <sighs> okay. Yes. Let's get to the Raiders. Let's see if Derek Carr can throw the ball further than 15 <laughs> yards downfield. Kent, why don't you lead us off, buddy? Uh, yeah. Julia Roberts versus Sandra Bullock is the... Uh, all right. Here we go. Do the Raiders just try to rush for? That's really the first question I have for the offensive side of the football. Uh, because you saw last week. Bill Belichick really did not try to blitz Patrick Mahomes all that much. He was sending three. You said in four. He sent five a couple times, but they were really content on just like not really trying to get too much up front and and keeping a lot of guys in coverage. I think the the the, the Raiders might think highly enough of themselves that they're just going to try to get home with four with the likes of Max Crosby. Uh, what do you think about that, Maddie? I don't think the Raiders feel that confident in their pass rush, especially without Maurice Hurst. Their pass rush has not been very good this year. Their best pass rush plan is to sprinkle in enough looks that Max Crosby goes unblocked or he gets lined up with a running back. Like That is where he makes his presence felt as a pass rusher. It's when he gets unblocked or just has a running back on him. He's good there. I don't think they feel comfortable just rushing for. The issue is when you play the Chiefs, you have to be. If you're not comfortable just sending four at them, you're going to have less guys in coverage and they will pick you apart. I don't think the Raiders traditionally blitz the Chiefs a ton. I don't think they'll continue to do so, especially because they are a little bit more of a zone-heavy team. I don't think they're going to throw that many zone blitzes at us trying to figure out what's going on. If they do, I don't think they have the horses up front to get pressure either. I mean, I didn't think the Patriots did and they found a way to make it work, but... The Las Vegas Raiders' best pass rusher, like I said, is a guy who's best when he's matched up with a running back or a tight end is rushing the passer. Nobody or else. Nothing. 
Nobody else, but anybody else in that defensive line scares you at all as a pass rusher. Right now, Cleveland Farrell, hopefully he's still putting it all together because there was a lot to work with, but so far he has been a major bust for them. He's getting outplayed by everybody else they have there. Maurice Hurst has probably been their best pass rusher up front, probably their best player in the front seven. He's not going to play. They're missing bodies. They don't have a ton of talent to start with. I think they need to bring blitzers to get pressure against the Chiefs. That's a bad idea. So it's going to be interesting to see how they balance that. Clellan Farrell, a guy that I was really high on. We all were really high on, to be honest, before that draft. Don't read your first draft guide, kids. Hey, that's fine. Read it. <laughs> Listen, we're getting we're getting all kinds of people that are criticizing us for only speaking about our positive draft takes and things like that. Listen, we so far we have flat <laughs> missed on Clellan Farrell. So it is what it is. Mo Hurst out on COVID-19 reserve. Hopefully he's okay. He's got a heart condition. Like that's a little scary for him. He, that's part of the reason why I fell in the draft, but a guy that we all really loved. It's too bad that they're missing him. The Raiders don't blitz a ton. They, they blitz 23% of the time, according to Pro Football Reference. That's right about middle of the pack in the NFL. And like Maddie said, they just don't have the horses on the back end to be able to run with Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. Like, you can't, you can't just kind of isolate up, try and man up on the back end there and be able to take those guys away with the personnel that they have. So I would not expect that they're going to be a blitz-heavy team but I also don't expect that they're going to be able to get home with four very often. So I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to have plenty of time to throw in the pocket this week. I think they're going to try with just four, primarily. I really do. I don't. I think it's a little bit of hubris. I don't agree with them. And Maurice Hurst is a big loss, undoubtedly. He looks like the guy that a lot of people thought he was coming out of Michigan. The only reason he fell is because there was a heart concern. People... People had him off the board. People were worried about Maurice. If you remember, people were worried about Maurice Hurst falling and dying on the field mm -hmm. with his heart injury. And the Raiders took him anyway because, you know, uh, they care. But um, I I think they're going to try. I don't think it's going to work. But I, I really do think that they're not going to blitz Mahomes. I think they're going to try to rush with four and, and hope that they can get home. Uh, one of the other big matchups in this game is... The Las Vegas Raiders, their young secondary versus a ton of weapons for the Kansas City Chiefs, Maddie. And they have all sorts of interesting matchups going on. So Damon Arnett isn't going to play in this game. So that puts Isaiah Johnson on the outside across from Trayvon Mullen. Isaiah Johnson, not very technically sound right now. He is a guy still trying to figure it all out, put it all together. He has the athleticism in general to keep up with the Chiefs, some of the Chiefs wide receivers, but he's just not quite ready for it. So that could be one mismatch. On the other side, Trayvon Mullen's more of a man coverage physical guy, but you get some speed matched up against him and they can get ugly quickly. When you look inside of the slot, LaMarcus Joyner is a liability when he is in the slot in coverage. It's just not pretty. And last week, you got to see Amik Robertson, who I enjoyed in the draft coming out. Craig, not so much, but he finally got some playtime. <laughs> first two out of his first five plays, he gave up big catches because his eyes got caught looking elsewhere. Your eyes aren't focused on your guy 
if you're playing the Chiefs, I mean, you can go ahead and put six on the board every single time. Tyreek Kill, McCole Hardman in the slot. So I just, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of all those guys. And then finally, Jonathan Abram, who is just a coin flip on if he's going to make an amazing play or he is just going to practically sit down in the middle of the field and start picking grass. Like, it's that inconsistent on what he's doing. There's so many mismatches for the Chiefs and they can get across the board that I think the Raiders are really going to have a hard time matching up. I wouldn't be surprised to see a single quarter come close to those 28 points like they had last year just because I don't think the Raiders match up very well in any scenario against the Chiefs' weapons. Yeah, losing Damon Arnett is a big loss for the secondary. I mean, he's the fastest player in the NFL, so that's that's really hard. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's just what Ohio State fans thought pre-draft. Um, that is a big <laughs> loss, though. I think that he could have been able to press a little bit and been able to disrupt some of the timing and be able to you know, have a little bit more success. Isaiah Johnson just isn't that kind of player. He's a big athlete, but not a true, you know, good matchup for anybody that the Chiefs have here. And Jonathan Abram might take out one of these guys. I mean, it seems like about every other game, he he's running through one of his players to try and make a big play at the catch point. It's just... They're inconsistent. They and this Chiefs team makes teams pay for mistakes that they make on the back end. The Chargers, a good team at not making mistakes on the back end. The Patriots, a good team at not making mistakes on the back end. That's why they were able to kind of limit some of the stuff that the Chiefs were doing. I expect that there are going to be explosive plays this week just because there's going to be a blown coverage or two, and the Chiefs are just too good not to make them pay. I yeah, I was gonna talk about blown coverages because this is a young secondary, and you've seen it happen before. You know how I kind of I, this feels like it could be one of those McCall Hardman games because when there are busted plays down the field, McCall is the one to typically capitalize because teams are so stressed about Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman getting down the field with the speed. This feels like it could be one of those coverage bust weeks where a big play happens because a fast guy's down the field and Tyree Kill is occupying – I mean, everybody's terrified of Tyree Kill. Uh, and, yeah, I do agree. Jonathan Abrams is going to do something stupid in this game. Like he's, And it's not going to be mispronouncing salmon. It's going to be something really <laughs> dumb, like way worse. Uh, and it's probably going to get him a penalty, and I'm going to get really upset, and I'm going to go off on Twitter about how dumb it was that he hit whoever late, Travis Kelsey late. Uh, I think the last thing we got to talk about offensively for the storylines, Mahomes had possibly his worst game as a Kansas City Chief uh, on on Monday. If you exclude maybe some of the games that he was hurt, I think this probably was his worst game. There's still some really good stuff there, don't get me wrong, but it was probably his worst game. I think this could be you, – you saw how you saw how upset Patrick Mahomes was after beating the New England Patriots – by 16, how upset he was. I think you're going to get a different kind of Mahomes this week, Matty. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, I don't think either one of those guys, I mean, you could put Eric Bienvenu in there. I don't think any of these guys are happy with that offensive performance. I don't think they are okay with settling for what they put out on the field. So yeah, if I was the Raiders... I would be a little nervous about that. The Chiefs are coming off a game to where the offense looked like it may not be dominant. And what happened the last time that looked like that? They came out and just put the Ravens to work. And they made them look like one of the worst teams in the NFL on defense. So if I were the Raiders, who are severely worse or not as well coached as the Ravens, severely less talented... 
I would be really concerned right now that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and everybody are coming out with the plan to put 50 on them just because they don't want to be seen as a team that, oh, maybe you can slow them down. I do think the Chiefs like to play out in front, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think they like being feared. They like being the best offense in the NFL. The players feed on it. I think Andy really likes that. It helps them play and coach better. I think they want to come out and prove to everybody yet again no, guys, the Patriots just played us really well. We had an off game. Here's what we can do when we want to do it. So Raiders, I mean, keep your eyes out. If you guys play well against the Chiefs, that's really good for that defense that doesn't have a ton of talent. Just I think Mahomes, Andy, they're going to come out with a lot better games this weekend. They want to turn this into a track meet early. Like They, they want to put points on the board quick and early because they got a potentially short week ahead of them with potentially a team that may not play this week in the Buffalo Bills. I think the Chiefs are going to want to pull out all the stops that they can, try and get this thing over with so they can coast. They don't want to get people hurt. They don't want to have to be going full bore all game long if they don't have to. So I think that we are going to see the A-plus game script, especially against John Gruden, a guy that Andy Reid historically has liked to go after, liked to show off a little bit in front of. I think we're going to get a rebound game from Mahomes who wants to show that that was just a mistake last week, that that's not the case this year. And Andy Reid wanting to show that he is the superior offensive mind to John Gruden. And we're just going to see a good overall game plan and a top-shelf Mahomes. Yeah, they're going to flex on Chucky a little bit. I, I think they're going to put some points up, and I think they're going to give Buffalo a lot of things to look look at for that four-game or that four-day turnaround, if it is that turnaround, because there is a chance that the Chiefs game might get moved back to Saturday if there is or Sunday if there's no more positive tests uh, from the Titans here in the, uh, in the next uh, 24 hours. Uh, actually, we probably will have an answer on, on tests uh, by the time this podcast is up, what what it looks like. So um, we'll get some answers there. But I do think the Chiefs are going to give the Buffalo Bills a lot to look at, especially since they're going to score a lot of points and they're going to be up, I think, big. It'll give them an opportunity to uh, to do that. All right, boys. Players to watch. Craig? Tyreek Hill is my player to watch. There is just nobody that is a good matchup for Tyreek Hill in this secondary. And Paul Gunther and the Oakland Raiders are not going to be particularly good at taking him away. This isn't Bell Belichick. This isn't a group of guys that can kind of match up against Tyreek and take away a lot of the stuff that the Chiefs do. I mean, they're going to line up with Eric Harris and Jonathan Abram as deep safeties if they're playing split safety roles. Maybe LaMarcus Joyner rotates back there, but frankly, they just don't have the horses to run with a guy as dynamic, as quick, and as good as Tyreek Hill. I think that we're going to see a giant game out of Tyreek. I think we're going to see that Mahomes is going to find him way too open way too often, and he's just going to attack vertically, attack on some of these deep overs that the Raiders just can't take away because they don't have the personnel to do that and take care of Travis Kelsey. I expect a giant game out of Tyreek Hill. It's weird for me to be picking a player to watch against the Raiders and not choosing Travis Kelsey, who has historically just absolutely dominated that team, and he might continue to do so. I think they've brought in a couple players to try to match up with him between Jonathan Abram and Corey Littleton. 
So I'm actually going to look at Kelechi Simile, and generally speaking, I just want to look at the whole offensive line. Can you give Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just enough space that he can fit through there? He doesn't need a ton of space to make things happen. He just needs a little bit. So if the Chiefs can get a huge game out of Kelechi Simile, Eric Fisher, and actually run the ball to the left side, I think there could be a lot of space for him to get some work done, and the offensive line can play a big role. And Assimile is clearly the best run blocker on the team, so it has to be centered around him. They need to go out and watch a little bit of the Indianapolis Colts film to figure out how you run the ball based on a specific blocker because they kind of struggle with that right now. They need to find a way to get Assimile to be the lead man or the linchpin to every single run they do, or at least the majority of them, because they've been missing that since the Houston game, and you've seen a much less effective run game because of it. This is going to be a different one than usual. Uh, I don't do this very often. It is Patrick LaVon Mahomes. I am so eagerly anticipating watching this man play football. You saw the distaste he had for what happened against a very good football team that does a really good job of mixing things up against him. You saw that drive and how the frustration that he had. I think you're going to see Mahomes go off. I think he's having one of his – I think he might have the best game of his season to this point. I really do. I th- Enjoy Sunday because it's going to be a lot of fun watching this man light up the scoreboard. Cannot wait. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with the defensive side of the ball right after this. All right, we are continuing our game preview of Chiefs Raiders in week five with the defensive side of the football, and we start with this. Craig, is this a week that the Kansas City Chiefs play more man than zone? It's been a man-heavy script for Steve Spagnuolo so far this season, and it's kind of made sense with some of the wide receivers that they've gone up against, some of the teams that they've gone up against, especially last week when the Chiefs were down Legereus Need, down Bashad Breeland, one-handed Charverius Ward. But the Patriots wide receivers are nothing to write home about. That changes this week. Henry Ruggs has been practicing this week. I expect that he's going to be a full go. Darren Waller is more dynamic than anybody that the Patriots had on their team. Josh Jacobs is a nightmare out of the backfield. And Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, all of these guys are good football players that could give a guy like Rashad Fenton, a guy like Charverius Ward, a little bit of fits. Not somebody that's going to beat them every single time down the field, but they're good wide receivers. That arsenal of weapons is going to make it very difficult for the Chiefs to play man across the board like they have several times this season. I would expect to see a little bit more zone because, frankly, the only guy that the Chiefs match up well with that they use regularly is Jason Witten, and I think that's a great matchup for Anthony Hitchens this week, you guys. This, I mean, this Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to keep doing that for a long time, guys. I do apologize, but this Las Vegas Raiders team, they've added weapons. They've got more guys out there, and... Oddly enough, I feel okay about how the Chiefs match up against them. I think Ruggs is always going to provide kind of a mismatch for any team he faces. So him out there versus the Chiefs, if they're in man coverage, even if they're in zone, does provide some interesting challenges because of his speed. 
But Rashad Fenton just played a really good game against a physical, strong wide receiver and in Keel Harry. Matching up with Brian Edwards doesn't really scare me with him. I think Charvarius Ward also fits into that role really well. Tyron Matthew in the slot versus Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I think Renfro can beat anybody in the NFL because he's been around the league for 53 years as a second-year player. <laughs> but I just I feel like I'm pretty good how everybody matches up in man coverage, so I wouldn't be surprised to see more of it. I think Henry Ruggs is the big guy you have to worry about, and when he runs past 10 yards, somebody has to throw him the ball, and then I don't even think Mariota can do it, so I don't know who's going to step in for Derek Carr to get the ball downfield to him. If the Chiefs do wind up playing a lot of man, John Gruden has some pretty good rub concepts uh, that he'll dial up, especially for Derek Carr, uh, who loves to just try to throw the ball as short as possible. Um, so just uh, keep an eye on that. If they're going to play a lot of man, you got to expect that they're going to try to spring some guys open. And, and John Gruden's proven to be able to do that um, pretty consistently in his time with Las Vegas. Uh, okay, I think next step, Rushing the passer, rushing Derek Carr against a good offensive line. That, as good as the weapons are, the offensive line is really good. Colton Miller is not the player that he was that Chiefs fans may remember when he first came to the league. He's been pretty good. Trent Brown looks to be on the track to play this week. Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson are both very good players. About the only spot that you can target is at left guard, and that's if John Simpson is playing there, a rookie. I think that this is a really good front. They are people movers in the run game, but they are really good pass blockers. Derek Carr is not necessarily a guy that's going to just have to throw quickly all the time because he can trust his offensive line to block. It allows them to run a lot more play action deep shots, and it... Yes, I did say deep involving Derek Carr. He underthrows his guys, but he still does try and throw it deeper than that. It is a situation where the Chiefs have an opportunity. If Frank Clark can get the better of Trent Brown or Colton Miller on the outside there, like we have seen him do in the past, he could be prime for a big game because I think there will be some longer drops the, the Raiders are going to need to be playing catch-up. We talked about how that defense does not look like a particularly good matchup for a Chiefs team that's clicking on all cylinders. So this will be a situation where the Raiders will probably have to pass early and often and deep to try and keep up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs' pass rush, especially with Chris Jones, could feast on some longer drops here if they can force Derek Carr to hold the ball longer with their secondary. Pressuring Derek Carr is kind of tricky because like Craig said, the offensive line is pretty good. I do think Colton Miller's come a long way. Frank Clark gave him one of the most dominant games I've seen as a pass rusher versus an offensive tackle. Colton Miller's, I believe, was his rookie year, but when Frank Clark was still with Seattle, it was just, it was a butt whooping across the field and he wasn't able to do that last year near as well. The Raiders did a lot of good stuff, keeping Clark off kilter, not allowing him to really pin his ears back like he did the year before with Seattle. But I still think there's something to be had there. I think Clark can have success over there. I think the way that Alex Okafor's played, he can have success against Colton Miller too. Guys that have a little bit more length and power can put him on his heels and make things happen. Chris Jones has been very good against Gabe Jackson in the past. He probably will beat up anybody playing left guard for them right now because he's a very good pass rusher. So you can get pressure there, but the Chiefs' big play 
is to bring pressure through blitzing. And they've done that a lot this year. But I think you can blitz them. And the biggest thing is you don't always have to pressure Derek Carr. If he thinks he's going to be under pressure, he panics and he panics hard. He will run into pressure. He will throw the ball away. He will get rid of it if he thinks pressure's coming that might get to him. So just even blitzing, you might not land home, but you can force Carr into going a little early. And that can help the defense out. The hard part is if you hit Derek Carr once or twice, he gets scared. He will throw the ball away on third down, on fourth down. He will quit dropping deep and trying to push the ball downfield, even if down 40. (laughs) The guy will just completely close down if he gets hit a couple times and just start throwing the ball into the flats every single play. So if that happens, if you do get early pressure, it's going to be an easy day for the secondary not to give up big plays because Carr won't even attempt to challenge them. Remember that Derek Carr threw the ball away on fourth down twice. As you say, he's that does been once. It's been twice. It's been and twice. he does it consistently on third down. Two games that they're one score behind, he will throw uh, the ball away on third down. Did y'all see the play where the Patriots doubled the running back? They doubled the check down mm-hmm. and it worked. It worked. Kids <laughs> Derek Carr. Um Gabe Jackson had a rough game against the Buffalo Bills. I'll talk about Chris Jones here in a little bit, but Gabe Jackson, I think, is a guy you can exploit along that defense or along that offensive line. All right, final storyline on defense. And it's really a question. Are we gonna get the run fits from the first half of the Patriots game or are we gonna get the run fits from the second half of the Patriots game, Maddie? Hopefully the first half. I mean, like, we all want the run fits from the first half. But I just, at this point in time, I don't have a ton of faith that the Chiefs will consistently string together good defense versus the run. Having Mike Pinnell back helps. I think having Willie Gay out there on the field, and I'm hoping that the Raiders push him out there on the field more with their personnel packages, that will help. Because I do think that makes that a better run-stopping unit. My concern is... Chris Jones will be out there a little bit more if he's ready to play. That does hurt your run fits. That does hurt your ability to be stout up the middle. The Raiders have zero problem running power or running duo right behind that nasty offensive line. And just taking four yards before any contact, you're going to need Pinnell. You're going to need Nottie. You're going to need Clark to have really good games up front, holding, setting that hard line of scrimmage so there's not free yards to be have. And those linebackers got to be free. Thankfully, Jacobs, while a very good NFL running back, isn't lightning quick at all times. So that gives your linebackers maybe an extra half a step that they can be late and still attack him in the hole. The issue then comes tackling. And uh, Chiefs linebackers, not Chiefs team in general, not great in that regard. Yeah, Uh, one of the few teams that's worse than them is the Raiders. But they, they are way up there on the missed tackle ranks. I do think that Steve Spagnuolo has experimented a little bit with kicking Chris Jones out to a base defensive end opposite of Frank Clark and putting Pinnell and Nadi on the interior there. We saw him do the, you know, Pinnell and Nadi on the interior this week against the Patriots because he didn't have a choice. I did like some of the things that they did up front there. When the Chiefs are in their base, and they have Willie Gay mugging a B-gap because, you know, Jason Witten lines up as an H-back or a fullback, and they don't really re- have to worry about him. Jason Witten. Uh, he is. He's listed I as a just, fullback. I mean. <laughs> I can't believe that man is playing football still. And he's on the field enough 
for this Raiders team to where if they decide to go with that 12 personnel, they decide to have those two tackles or those two tight ends on the field. I think that the Chiefs can get away with mugging some more of the gaps. I think they can get away with Chris Jones playing defensive end and Damian Wilson kicking down as the end man on the line of scrimmage outside of him. I would be very interested in that formation this week, but I don't think that it's really going to matter because, spoiler alert, I don't think that it's going to be close enough that the Raiders and Josh Jacobs are going to be able to execute a run-heavy script this week. Yeah, Fitz is a big piece of that, but it's also what you're doing when you're in your fit. And one of the things that Steve Spagnuolo talked about, he's still not satisfied with the tackling of this unit. Uh, it's not, you know, it re- removing Ben Neiman from the field as much as possible is is certainly a helpful element of that. Um, but they've, you know, they got to be better. They got to keep continuing to get better uh, tackling. And if they do that, they'll be just fine, and you'll be satisfied with some of the results. Players to watch: Craig, Rashad Fenton. If he has himself a good game, I don't think that this is a particularly close game. Uh, Rashad is coming off the best game of his career. I think that he's going to get the nod over Rashad Breland to start this game. And I think we're going to see some rotation of Breland like we talked about earlier this week. But I do think that Rashad Fenton, if he shows up, he can keep you know, Brian Edwards in check. Maybe he sees a little bit of Darren Waller on the outside and is able to keep him in check as well. I think that this Chiefs team can do enough rotating a safety over the top of rugs to keep him contained. And if they do that, then the Chiefs are going to be just fine on the outside. I'm looking for him to see if he can build on another big game because he's got the starting job right now with Jarius Sneed out. I think everybody expects that when Sneed comes back, he's going to cont- or that Sneed's going to take that job. Rashad Fenton's time to shine. Time to prove that he deserves to be the starting boundary corner is right now. And game one was great. We'll see if game two continues here. He did get beat a little bit deep against a slower receiver. If he has to match up against Henry Ruggs all day long, I think it could be a long day. So look for him to have a big game or not. I don't think it was by accident that Willie Gay's best game came against the Patriots last week because it's a offense that, while there's some misdirection, was willing to just run the ball straight down your throat. The Raiders are like that, but even more so. There's not a whole lot of misdirection going on in their run game. The Patriots at least ran a lot of counter, had a lot of guys pulling, and the Raiders will do that. I just don't think it's near as advanced or nuanced as what the Patriots did. So Willie Gay out there, when they pull him out there, get the Chiefs in base defense, which the Raiders will do at times, I think this could be his next new best game. And I'm really hoping we start to see some really nice flashes. Hopefully we get some reps where they force Willie Gay into coverage and we get to see some of that athleticism in the open field. We really haven't got to see his athleticism shine on defense. There was the pump block, but we haven't got to see him look super athletic on defense yet because he's mugging the line of scrimmage. He's shooting into gaps, pretty much playing in a phone booth at all times to save him from having to read and react. This game, I would still expect a lot of that, but maybe you see him get out into space against a Josh Jacobs or a Darren Waller just on accident from the Chiefs' perspective from time to time, <laughs> and he surprises and looks well. Hopefully that's the case, because I think this is a game he could really step up and start to look like the player we really think he can be. I, uh, I mentioned Gabe Jackson a minute ago, and Chris Jones is my player to watch. You're, looks like you're getting Chris Jones back this week. And this is a good matchup for him against Gabe Jackson. 
interior pressure against Derek Carr is a very, very good thing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I I think this is a good matchup, a good opportunity for him to come back after missing last week and have a big game. All right. Prediction time, boys. What we got, Craig? Like I spoiled earlier, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs to win this by double digits. I just don't what? think that the Raiders are a good enough defense to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs. So far this season, we've seen teams that have good defenses be the only reason why those teams have been involved in those games late. The Chargers were up on the Chiefs late. The the Patriots, even with their crappy quarterback play, were very close to the Chiefs late. I don't think that that's going to matter this week. I think that the Raiders are going to struggle to hang with the Chiefs receivers. I think they're going to struggle to hang with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and the Chiefs run game once they have the game iced. I expect Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs offense to just move the ball at will. And then I don't think that the Chiefs defense is going to be forced into that run defense that hasn't been particularly good. They're going to get to pin their ears back a little bit. I think we're going to see a lot of dime. I think we're going to see a lot of kind of prevent looks to try and make sure that they don't get beat deep by Waller or Ruggs. So I've got the Chiefs winning this one 35 to 20. Very similar to Kent's Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts debate. The Chiefs, who are sitting here as Sandra Bullock, are going to pretty much double the Raiders' score. So they're going to win 38-17. to And, I mean, I think if that poll is predictive of anything, I think we all know the Chiefs are Sandra Bullock. The Raiders would be Julia Roberts. And so, Chiefs 38, Raiders 17. That's pretty similar to what the poll results are. It's 66-34, Sandra Bullock over Julia Roberts, which I don't understand. Uh, Hey, guys, guess what? Hey, Twitter, guess what? Hi. We're all picking blowouts. 38-20, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes. Two over 50 yards. Scorched earth. A reminder to everyone who the best player in the world is, and they give the Buffalo Bills a lot to think about on a big Thursday night football game shortly after, or a Saturday football game. Who knows what's going to happen? All right, that's going to do it for the game preview edition of the AP Laboratory. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back later in the week to break down what I think is a cheese victory. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you later. We're never talking actresses again. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.